0: When it's all said and done, when the pads are all packed up, the refs have packed away the whistles, and the parking lots are empty, one show with three obsessive fans still want to have their say. And because this is Triple M, and because we really don't give a rat, we say, why the hell not? Please
1: welcome A.H., Chris, and Rose.
0: We are in for something special. This
1: is the back row. Footy from the cheap seats on Triple M. Yes, good morning, expectant probesters. <laughs> I look, it's probably clear already, or at least one would hope, that uh, that intro and my voice is that of neither rampaging Roy Slaver nor. The heavy lifter with two feet on the ground, HG Nelson. <laughs> mm. Roy and HG are away for uh, this week and next. They've ducked over to China on assignment. I think they said it was for like a writers' China. writers' festival. They're something. looking for books. Yeah, yeah. Stocking up on Chinese books. They're very, very avid dilettantes of Chinese literature. Those boys, very keen. Uh, look, so introductions are in order. I'm AH Kayley. I'm joined by Chris Gale and Andrew Rose, and we host another show on Triple M, which the intro is being played for right now. It's called mm-hmm. the Back Row. It's on Sunday nights, uh, after the last game of the footy round, uh, so Chris Gale, you're here. How are you?
2: I'm very excited to be here, Ah. But can I say what a terrible week it's been to be an Australian with the overnight news that the battling primary school teacher Al Jeff Horn mm. has to endure the humiliation of having his fight re-scored off the videotape by five WBO clowns, really, or judges, and it doesn't affect the result terrible what just terrible all right
1: time. chris uh andrew rose you're you how are you going
2: <laughs> good thank you
3: AH. this is amazing i've never done morning radio before and it's an honor to be here on oh, you'll H- get over it G- after yeah. a while <laughs> i'll get used to but it's an honor to be here uh, doing roy and hg's show i mean i was yeah. a fan since i was young i remember arguing with my father at a young age about what origin commentary we should listen to dad wanted the serious commentary and i always wanted roy and hg mm. and it was always an argument in our house and now i'm here so take that, Dad. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Well, look,
1: uh, we're going to be talking about uh, you know the bad boys of tennis. Uh, we're going to be chatting kids' sport, uh, and uh, later on in the next hour, we're going to be talking to Wendell Sailor about wow. uh, state of origin and wow. rugby. They will probably be asked to leave, I reckon. Anyway, stick around. This is Triple M. <laughs> And roll. Rock and roll. Triple M. Look, Roy and HG are away for the next two weeks. They're on assignment in China at the Shanghai Book Festival. Ooh, nice. I understand. That's my understanding of the situation. It's
2: a tremendous book festival. I've been there many times.
1: Mm. Well, we're A.H., Chris and Rose. Uh, we usually host the back row on Sunday nights after the footy here on Triple M in the steerage section. Uh, I'm A.H. Kaylee. Chris Gale, speaking of footy, you were at last night's absolutely thrilling and hotly anticipated <laughs> match between the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. Are you
2: suggesting Ah, that you don't enjoy an arm wrestle,
1: <laughs> because that's
2: what we got out there at Allianz Stadium last night, where the Sydney Roosters prevailed over the South Sydney Rabbitohs by some fourteen points to twelve. Mm. It was a dour fixture, but yes. it was one for the purists: defensive, mm. gritty, a little bit ugly. Yeah. Meep, meep, meep. But let's face it, we wake up this morning and the Rabbitohs are essentially on life support. Uh, Yeah, they're struggling. They have stretched it as far as they can take it. Which is how the rest
1: of Sydney felt last night, trying to watch that game. I was the only person at my local who actually cared. I had to ask, I was like, excuse me, do you mind if I ask if I can turn the volume up? I don't want to watch this, but I have to talk about it on the radio.
2: to To be fair, there were a couple of spectators near me and I suddenly would hear, clear! As they had to revive them as they were passing out. But look... Uh, The game to me stood out by the absolutely superb performance of Michael Gordon, someone we've identified on the back row as one of the good guys of rugby league, a handsome man to say the least. And is there kilogram for kilogram a player who gives you more in the National Rugby League than Michael Gordon? <laughs> Unfortunately, he's also given his pec muscles, so there's a little bit of concern that he might be out for the rest of the yeah, season. too much flash. Mm. But the Roosters prevailed on the back of 192 metres from JWH, Jared Warrior Hargraves, and 55 tackles from captain or co captain Jake Friend. Great. Lloyd Cordner missing on Origin duty. But I'd like to talk about my experience. I sit in Bay 13 with a bunch of Roosters fans. I'm, I'm not aligned, I'm a West Tigers mm, card. Vent, and you consume the game differently. Let's call the spectator group I was sitting with JR. After the first penalty is awarded to South, he goes, This is the conspiracy. Trent Robinson's to blame. When he blew up at the Anzac Day, we are gonna lose the penalty count. We are the most penalized team in all of rugby league. The Roosters <laughs> won the penalty count eight <laughs> to seven. <laughs> The Roosters are on the attack 6-0 and are awarded a penalty in front of the sticks and they take the kick and he goes, ridiculous decision. We've got them by the throat. There's no way we should be taking the two points. <laughs> uh, the Roosters win by two points at the end of the game, 14 <laughs> points to 12. And finally, when Bryson Goodwin bursts through the defensive line to score, to bring the game back to 14 to 12 with 10 minutes to go, he goes, it's set in stone that they've organized for the rabbits to win. The Roosters win the game. I love sitting with crazy fans. I-
3: I love your mate JR because he's he's so blunt and to the point when he thinks there's a conspiracy my favourite part of last night's game I was sitting at home watching it and you called me over Facebook and I'm like oh Chris is ringing me while he's at unintentionally. the unintentionally this should be fun and I turn it on and there's a video of Chris sitting in his chair at the stadium look just staring at his phone like he's sending a text he's accidentally called me and JR leans over and goes hey Rose you suck and then the phone just <laughs> went
2: there, out there's so much <laughs> angriness and bitterness in the Roosters fans but they're happy today the rabbits, they're in trouble, A.H.
1: Well, boys, I'm glad we could dedicate about two and a half minutes of filling in on a show for two of Australia's most beloved uh, broadcasters by just sledging your mutual mate, JR, who <laughs> no one else knows. That's why, H- ca- that's
2: why I got out of bed this morning.
1: We're A.H., <laughs> Chris and Rose, are, and we're filling in for Roy and H.G. Stick around. Roy and H.G. are not here this week. Where A.H., Chris and Rose, filling in. That was a really brutal way to come out of such a beautiful song, isn't no, it? No, it's cut
2: a, out. It's a change
1: of mood. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful song, they're not here. You yeah. might as well switch over. uh look, they're not here this week where uh, a h Chris and Rose filling in from the back row footy show on sunday nights uh and it's a bit it's a bit weird being on air with the sun up, and of course, if we're thinking sport on a Saturday morning, we're thinking kids sport mm, mm-hmm. uh, we're thinking trying to hide hangovers at your kids' sport. We're thinking trying to work out how you can get out of netball because you want to go to, you know, your son's football instead. So, uh, yeah, we'll be chatting about that right after this on Triple M 104.9. We're A.H. Chris and Rose from the back row. (laughs) Very abrupt end there. (laughs) On Triple M Sydney, Uh, we're filling in for Roy and HG. They're going to be away this Saturday, today, and next Saturday as well. And it does feel quite strange, but, you know, talking into a microphone while the sun's up. I know that's a weird thing to say, but it doesn't feel right for the body. The muscle memory is... uh
2: I've never seen you before lunchtime, ever. Yeah. H, you know? I've never
1: seen me before lunchtime. It's a whole different
2: look, let me tell you.
1: Yeah. And so, of course, I mean, but there are there are people who do this on a regular basis. They're not just broadcasters. They're parents. They're yes. heroes as they're well. heroes.
3: That's right. And it's something that I'm having to get used to quite rapidly is being up this early on a Saturday morning. And when I think of Saturday mornings, like you said before, AH, I think of children's sport mm. and the parents that go out of their way to take their kids to the respective sports that they want to do early in the morning. Sometimes you've got to stand out there in the rain. My memories was that my father was a coach of my basketball team. So my dad used to drive me to the game, Yell at me on the court, and then yell at me off the court on the drive on the <laughs> way home. But the other person who used to drive me to sport that would,
1: so much. Does, does so it does, doesn't? No, he
3: was very supportive. Except the one time we were playing basketball and getting trashed, and he and he yelled out, "Come on, they're playing netball in the middle." Oh, of the game. <laughs> well, he got in trouble for that one. So he should have. But, but uh, uh, meanwhile, the other...
1: I played netball and I got absolutely brutalised on the court. There, it's a violent game anyway. Come go on, on, they're
3: playing basketball. They used to. <laughs> uh, so the other person, I'm that not going to
1: try and convince Triple M listeners that it's a brutal game.
3: Anyway. <laughs> the, the other person that used to take me to sport. When I was a kid, surprisingly enough, was that uh, my best mate PJ. His father was the great Don Lane. Ah, yes, Don. And really? Yeah, and he used to take us to basketball. And I tell you what, what rage that man had! <laughs> he had road rage and game rage. He'd rage at the drivers on the way there. He'd rage at the game and rage all the way home. But he was one of the best dudes ever.
1: Wow, tears of an angry angry clown, or oh, like <laughs> yells of a clown. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, sad clown. That yeah.
1: went well. I'm glad I said it. Uh, I,
2: I play ball with PJ, and I play ball against Don. Mm. And Don did have. Why did
1: room he doesn't know Don Lane apparently
2: (laughs) Don did have some you know emotion issues and he turned the expression which he always said on the court to the ref you've got to be joking into a game show (laughs) He was always thinking laterally. That's what was great about Don. Did you
3: ever, did you ever try to get out of sport a Saturday morning sport that you were required to take someone to,
2: Chris? No, no, no. I've I've always uh, fulfilled whatever parental duties I had, as uh, slim as they were. But I mean, I came from a different era, ah, in terms of Saturday sport. When I 1930s. played,
1: when I played cricket,
2: <laughs> I get two bucks from my parents to buy a Sunny Boy and a packet of chips, and I'd be off with my bus pass. And wow. let me tell you, on Saturday mornings, the roads were empty. Two bucks. No, but now it's a parking lot out there. Right now it's mm. a parking lot out there
1: which is great for us that's where all our listeners come, <laughs> come from oh, i'm stuck in the car better listen to some acdc <laughs> and, and they
2: talk about the modern working life stressing people out it's parents being stressed by the fact that they have to watch all their kids play all their sport at all the venues or they end up on a current affair as being a bad parent
1: <laughs> see my dad my dad lived for it he like he always used to make fun of netball when i was younger and when i was about eight a friend of mine said do you want to Join our netball team, and I was really scared to ask dad because he just hated it so much. Within like half a season, he was like, Oh, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And he got really well, I mean, you know, and he got really into netball. I played it for a decade, but here's the thing my dad was like too supportive. Like, I don't mean that in a I've had to tell a therapist way, but like (laughs) just once, I kind of wanted dad to be like the the aggro dad at the game about to start a punch on because instead he would be there in his, you know, batted Illawarra Steelers cap, the only dad at the footy games, just being like, go, Anne, go North. We were in North, northern suburbs, I can't remember right, our right. name. But also when I was much younger, I was a competitive swimmer. And I head in the water, I would have no idea until the end when everyone was laughing at me, there's my dad going through the length of the pool while I'm bloody winning the freestyle going, go, Anne, I believe in you. <laughs> Push harder. You can do it. You've just got to believe in yourself. He dives Thanks, He
2: dives into one of the free lanes and swims yeah. alongside you. I always you. won,
1: but I had no friends.
2: When, when you say he was too supportive, he wasn't slipping a you know a lazy 20 to the refs before <laughs> the start of the game, something like that.
1: No, absolutely not. But there were a lot of like additives to everything I ate. I found out later. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: additives and sport, those two things don't get together too much anymore, do they? Well, I'd like to give a shout-out on this Saturday morning,
3: first time we've done radio on a Saturday morning, to all the parents out there that have made the effort this morning to take their kids to sport, and you're sitting in your car right now thinking, why have I done it? <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud yeah, of look, you.
1: and I don't know, if you want to have a chat, we'd love to hear from you. One triple three five three call in. Why not? This is Triple M, uh, as I just said. <laughs> Yes, we're A.H. Chris and Rose from the back row filling in for Roy and H.G. on this lovely morning. Uh, We've been talking about kids' sport and the like... And on 13353, Eddie's called in to have a little chat with us. So how are you going, Eddie? No, not too bad. You guys yourself? Oh, I recognise your voice, Eddie. Is that our Eddie?
2: <laughs> Hello, it Eddie. Is. Good to hear from you, mate. How I didn't think we? you were a morning person. This is exciting.
1: Um, mate, I'm, I'm up at the crack of dawn and I'm usually in bed by midnight. That's, that's, wow. That's, Responsible. That's the joys of working two jobs. There you go. Well, look, I mean, we can't let this become too much of a sort of... Uh, uh, catch-up. Too much of a catch-up, yeah, because there are yeah. hundreds of thousands of other people listening. What do you want to talk about, Eddie? Um, well, back when I used to play rugby league in the
0: under-15s or 16s and I, where I used to work in, the, in a pizza restaurant, um, we used to have people come and watch us. And unfortunately, that year, we didn't win a single game. Oh. We, got, we were getting getting flogged every week. And like, so the same group turned up to watch us every week. And they'd celebrate more whenever we scored a try, even though we're down 60 to yeah. whatever. <laughs> <Then> <laughs> the, the entire duration of the Oval... Would it's, it's
2: the bitter the irony of, of mediocrity, battle. isn't it, Eddie? <laughs> yeah. That when, you've oh, you, you se- when you seldom get the gratification, people seem to enjoy it so much. It's almost worth being terrible, isn't it? Yeah,
3: it's like being the oh. naughty kid in school. When you do something good, it's a huge celebration for everyone.
2: Right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the favourite pizza of rugby league fans as far as you can see, Eddie? Oh uh,
0: Well, look, the, the pizza shop that we have, I reckon one of the favourites is probably the Golden Point.
3: Oh, pizza. Oh, Beautiful. Nachos pizza. Mm. That makes yeah. me want to tackle someone.
1: Yeah, nothing like some fusion <laughs> cuisine. Eddie, thanks, thanks Eddie. so much for calling yeah. in. Nice. Uh, have
3: a good day, guys. Thanks, have a good thanks, day.
1: This is Triple M, we're the back row filling in for Roy and HG. And if you want to chat to us about kids sport, your kids sport, maybe you're hungover taking little Chloe to the netball right now, give us a call. One triple three five three. Roy and H. G. are away today, so we're A. H. Chris and Rose from the back row and we're filling in for them. We were talking about kids' sport on a Saturday morning. We want to hear your story. Maybe you've been hungover, maybe you've tried to get out of little Joey's hockey practice. <laughs> Whatever it is, one triple three five three. We want to know. Maybe your kids are a little bit bad. Maybe you've got some bad boys. Let's talk about the bad boys of tennis.
2: <laughs> Good segue. There's a
1: segue. <laughs> Speaking at- of segues, oh, Chris.
2: Thank you, A. H. Look, I think. That if you are going to have to take your kids to sport, the old adage of taking them to tennis is still paying mm. off the lux. Yep. As we see cricket torn apart with the pay dispute and the Australia A team not going to South Africa, and we see the Rugby League Players Association in a brouhaha with the <laughs> NRL, tennis is still the easiest way to make a quick buck. Because if you look at the two bad boys of Australian tennis, who, let's face it, are keeping Australian tennis on the map right now <laughs> Yeah. because we're not winning anything. Nope. Each of them pocketed 65 grand for their first round exit at Wimbledon this week.
3: Unbelievable. I could do that. Whatever, I could do that. 65 grand for playing one game and losing it.
2: Right. So, so Bernie Tommy, who is on record as having two desires in life, be the number one tennis player in the world and own a Ferrari. <laughs> he's got a Lamborghini, so he's basically there.
3: <laughs> Close <laughs> enough.
2: He hasn't walked away scot-free because he said that he was bored out there and apparently feigned an injury. So Wimbledon cracked down to the tune of 20 grand. So he's still 45 to the good. Right. And he has lost his racket sponsor head. What? you know? Oh.
1: What's head? How's your, how's your head? Well, yeah, well, I mean, I honey, if you've reached this age and you don't know yet.
2: So he's lost his head, but Nike has stuck solid. So to me, he's well, well, well in the black as a result of this. And look at Nick Kyrgios, also went out because of hip pain. Mm. He got to hang out with two uh, tennis players who are known for, and I quote, racy Instagram posts. Who right.
1: isn't? It's 2017. Who isn't known for that? Come on. <laughs>
2: Uh, Australian Monique Belikovic and the Brit Chelsea Samways, which sounds like an upmarket takeaway store <laughs> in London. They are two very Tennessee names, aren't yeah, they? they? They partied with him at the Soho nightclub Cirque du Soir out till 3am in the morning. and uh, In the morning? Yeah, in the morning. <laughs> 65 grand of the good. Parents, get your kids out there playing tennis. What do you think, guys?
3: I Absolutely. And no wonder there's so many bad boys in tennis. They can get away with blue murder, right? They could just go, oh, I'm hurt. Give me 65 grand and I'm done.
2: Now, now the argument is that they've come in for some criticism, particularly Bernie on this particular uh, occasion, because I think everyone accepted that given the parting, Nick Kyrgios would inevitably have hip pain right. and be unable to continue <laughs> in his first round match. Uh, he's been blasted by the likes of these big names, Brad Gilbert, Pat Cash... <laughs> And Renee Stubbs. Again, this is just like you know, water off a duck's back. <laughs> yeah. Bernie says, I can be mediocre for another 10 years, retire at the age of 32, 33, do nothing for the rest of my life and just have a wonderful time. Wow.
1: Which what I a great
2: sport. Love. I love
1: it. It's... I love it. I love confidence. I love arrogance. I love our boys doing us proud.
2: So get those rackets strung. Get those kids out there hitting balls, everybody.
1: Yeah, and we'd love to hear your kids' sports stories on one on Triple M MMM Sydney. Hope you're having a great Saturday morning. We're AH Chris and Rose and we're filling in for Roy and H G this week. They've gone off to China, a little bit of book shopping China. as far as I'm aware. Very good, Rose. <laughs> Thank you. Chris N- Gale.
2: Now Rose, I don't know whether you're feeling your mind a little bit open by being doing a morning shift, but I'm prepared to encounter things other than rugby league this morning. Wow. And I'm excited by the fact that Triple M is calling the Sydney Swans versus the Gold Coast Suns out at the G this afternoon. Four thirty five. Big PM. one. Big game. And I I think there's a lot of interest in the undercard because last week saw the comeback of Alex Johnson, who hadn't played a full game for the Swans since the 2012 Grand Final. Wow. That's uh, 1,736 days. (laughs) And in that period, he's endured five, count them, five knee reconstructions.
1: That's nothing. (laughs) Twelve
2: operations. And what's nice. been described as some rare infections. I know, Rose, you've had a couple of rare infections over your life. Amen. Uh, but he'll be running around reserves. And at four o'clock, there's a charity game for the Red Kite charity, which is called Red Day. So You know, kids and families dealing with cancer. Nice. Wonderful So it's, stuff. it's a beautiful round package. Jarrett McBay back for the Swans. They've won seven of their last eight having lost their first six, to be seven and seven, just sitting on the cusp of the eight. (laughs) The red and whites are flying high, and Triple M will bring all the action to you this afternoon.
1: That's right. You can hear the Swans and Gold Coast Suns at the SCG live on Triple M from 4.30. (laughs) That's right. Unfortunately, we're not Roy and HG. Uh, they're presently, they're off in China. They're, China. they're stocking up every time I say that. <laughs> you've got to say that too, Rose. They are, well, we're A.H. Chris and Rose. We normally host the back row on Sunday nights after the footy here at Triple M. But yeah, so Roy and HG, they're over there. They're, they're huge fans of Chinese literature. They're stocking up on Chinese books. You know, who can go past Jin Yong. Gao Jing I mean of course Amy Choi Xi Jing Classics They're they're massive fans Roy and HG I
2: I couldn't put any Of those books down Because I never Picked them up But uh, to me It's slightly Suspicious isn't it What's wrong With a Kindle (laughs) Why do they need To be in China What's wrong With a Kindle Nothing
3: wrong with the Kindle Chris. Can I take this opportunity guys real quickly yes, to Rose. give a shout out to the amazing band Furnace and the Fundamentals who are in their car right now driving towards the Enmore to set up for their show tonight and they're listening to us and their fans. If you want to hear the best cover band rock band you've ever heard in your life, Furnace and the Fundamentals at the Enmore tonight. I, I encourage everyone to go. Live mash up so excellence. excellence. Yes. Yes.
1: switch off Triple M. <laughs> ah, after, ah, this, boys. after this we're going to be chatting footy and of course Origin so stick around with us. <laughs> Chris and Rose from the back row. The uh, Sunday night footy show, the arse end of Triple M's footy coverage, filling in uh, for Roy and HG. They're off in China on a on a book tour. They're going to be bringing us back a lot of books, is is what I've been told. So I'm really looking forward to to diving deep into Chinese literature with them. Look, it's Origin time. Speaking of diving deep, um, Matty Johnson, MG from the Grill team, gave their predictions for Game Three earlier in the week. Let's hear what the experts have to say, boys. And then Game
0: One was so good, but we we're never under pressure really, and mm-hmm. never really got that close to us. Game Game Two under pressure. Our game fell apart, so uh, I'd like to think we're going to be better for that second game experience, and we'll beat them. 21-14, we'll win, and I think Fafita will come back to his best from game one exciting Mm. stuff
1: uh so let's dive in it's high stakes and we're all pumped absolutely pumped for it i cannot wait um are we pumped well not everyone is pumped uh of course you know everyone's favorite player from every sydney side is favorite club and obviously i'm talking about daily cherry evans and obviously (laughs) i'm talking about manly and obviously i don't mean a word of that he's not particularly pumped at the moment chris tough times for dce
2: I dare say as DCE himself would dare say that he's not that pumped. And uh, I was enjoying that song Human by Rag and Bone Man. Can you be
1: sad pumped? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, nope, never mind.
2: <laughs> Get the emotion taken out of you. And I mean, I think Rag and Bone Man another. is about the career life prospects for DCE because <laughs> he ain't playing Origin no time soon. No. no. And uh, I certainly agree with uh, MG and Maddie in terms of the prediction. I think the blues are good. And I think the absence of DCE is very important. What's really struck me, though, was <laughs> Kevin Walters. And let me tell you, cry me a river, Kevin Walters. He's cried at every press conference in this series yeah, so far. He has. He cried when he didn't pick Billy Slater. <laughs> he cried more after game one for not picking Billy Slater. Yeah. He, he, he certainly cried after the much-documented supraspinatus muscle issue with super poor old JT's spinatus. shoulder cuff and, and we, rotator cuff.
1: Supraspinatus is my favourite Labour MP who's been caught by ICAC <laughs> in the last 15 years.
2: And we, we have been saying on the back row we wanted to do a tribute show to Jonathan Thurston, but there was no interest, no, no interest whatsoever. <laughs> but again, the, the waterworks came on when he talked about giving DC a call the day before the selection to say that he wasn't picked, and he's been so critical of the media saying that DCE has a problem the Queensland team. He said it was hogwash. Well, I think it's hogwash that you were tearing up about not picking DCE. Hang on, mm. hang on. So so they, they've done DCE so rough
3: in this Origin thing. They, they say to him before a game last week, you have to have a man-of-the-match performance to get into game three. And on live television, they put that on him and he says, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll perform. And then he has a man-of-the-match performance, sits by the phone for four days, the phone finally rings,
1: and they tell him he hasn't got the Job. Yeah, gee, I hope maybe he has something like I don't know, ten million dollars to make him feel better. I think it's fair enough to be like, look, you know, just so you know, you got to do your best to get in here. You know, we all did dance trials in school, right? Uh, yeah. I actually didn't. <laughs> um, but then also, I think it's very decent to give the guy a call and say, yeah, you know, I absolutely don't think he's not in for you know. Oh, it's just because I think it's something to do with Manley's alleged. Issues with oh, the salary cap at Conspiracy
2: the moment, but... yeah, I think it was a cause. Also, was...
1: just his face is too smooth. How can you tackle? You know, you can't get any traction on that.
2: As I say about DCA, he has a very aristocratic neck. He does, doesn't
1: he? He has an AFL neck, and I don't like it. I don't like my sportsmen having necks.
2: What I like about this is what it says to me that the hatred for Manly spreads north of the border. Yeah, because Coach Walters clearly hates him like the rest of us, the rest of Sydney, and. The recent revelations that manly could be mixed up in some way with salary cap rorting and spot fixing mm. just makes me feel today when I look out the window in sunlight <laughs> that the world is back on its axis. Yeah. <laughs> hate manly. We
1: need to bring back the manly hate. In Aww. fact, that's a campaign that we've been uh, attempting to run on the back row for some time, bring back the manly hatred. If you have a reason to hate manly, maybe a new <laughs> reason to encourage all the, the good burgers of Sydney out there, one <laughs> Literally the arse end on, uh, on. No, you're right, Ben. You're right. It's very early. This in the is morning. great.
2: Saturday morning, nothing's working. Sound <laughs> like Eddie Van Halen. There All for right, a can moment. I
1: get back to doing the professional? That's right. We are the arse end of Triple M's Rugby League coverage. Sunday nights, we're the back row, AH, Chris, and Rose, and we're filling in uh, for Roy and HG. They're over in China. They've gone book shopping. Now, look, we've been talking about Origin. DCE Manly. We mentioned our hatred of Manly. We mentioned that we actually have a campaign on our show, The Back Row, to bring back the Manly hate. And Craig from Blacktown has called in on 13353. Now, Craig, when I saw Blacktown, I thought, okay, Blacktown workers being Manly's feeder team. He's got to be a Manly fan. Well, I mean, don't sound so offended because then our producer told us you're a Melbourne supporter. It got worse, Craig.
0: I'm from Campbelltown originally, and used to. I actually played um, President's Cup for Newtown Jets, but that's another wow. Go the Jets. Oh, fantastic
1: team. They're down
2: at Henson today, Craig, another gala occasion. <laughs> I've turned around on Craig quickly here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I picked the Storm when they started, basically because their captain played for New South Wales.
2: Right. Rob, Robbie Kearns?
0: No, Glenn Lazarus. Oh, Lazarus.
2: Oh, wow. What oh, about Lazo. that? So you became a Storm fan?
0: Yeah, I, I needed another team after Super League. I reckon players need to be paid what they earn. They oh. earn what they, mm. they the, earn their money.
2: The currency of hate, rugby league is hate, and you clearly uh, have that in Spades. Great. Did your heart skip a beat when Lazo did the mocking cartwheel at the end of the ninety-nine grand final? Oh, I
0: loved it. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's, with his knees, I thought, oh, I know he'll go over <laughs> for sure, but you never
2: know. <laughs> and, and can I ask, did you vote for him, or did you go up and move to Queensland and vote for him in the recent federal election?
0: <laughs> oh no, I don't love him that much. <laughs> uh,
1: Melbourne, <laughs> Melbourne, <laughs> Super League, the loving. They're the grubs the that came out of the eggs of the Super League. Craig have a oh, terrible not, weekend. We're really. hey, about, about the grand final. Oh, sorry, I'm just so distracted by this Melbourne stuff. Go on, Craig. Easy (laughs) stealer, thank you.
0: The grand final against Manly, where we lost by over 40 points. Oh, yeah. Yep. I had to skull shots every time Manly scored. <laughs> and not to mention the nerdy run at the end of the game.
2: <laughs> I really wish you hadn't. And, and was that because uh, President Goat, I like to refer to him as Cameron Smith, uh, was missing from that fixture? Did that cost you the grand final, just simply that non-selection? I don't
0: think so. Yeah. No, I don't think so. It was because we had to come up the hard way instead of being in the top four. Craig, but that's all right.
2: Craig, can I just say, if you're from Campbelltown, there is a little team called the West Tigers that could really oh, use here we another go. Another, right. another bum on the bus, mate. We'd really like to have you.
0: Let's look at that. I played um, A grade in Campbelltown when the uh, West came in, Western uh, West Suburbs came in. Uh-huh. There was no money. All the money went straight out of the comp. I earned $250 for playing A-grade league in, in Campbelltown. Wow. And I, was the best, I got the best forward of the club.
1: Oh, nice. Oh, good on you, mate. Well, I mean, but now you go for Melbourne Storm, so I hope you have a terrible time. <laughs> thanks, Heath, <laughs> for, for calling in. On your Craig. On hey, thanks, you. Craig. Have you a good agree. one. <laughs> We're AH, Chris and Rose. We're filling in for Roy and HG uh, here on Triple M Sydney.
3: Oh yeah, oh, in yeah. excess. Love a good bit of in excess.
1: Uh, we A.H. Chris and Rose from the back row. We're filling in for Roy and H.G. They're over on a book buying tour of China.
3: Hmm, China. Oh, sorry. Are you are looking at me to say China? Look, it's a Saturday, guys, and if there's people sitting at home listening to us right now and wondering what they want to do with their Saturday afternoon, there's a new exciting adventure going on in Newtown. Now, if you remember the Newtown Social Club or the Sandringham Hotel, yeah, Sando. It is now. Yes, it has now been transformed into a mini golf venue known as Holy Moly. Ugh. A raft of
2: design consultants came up with that name.
3: Now, this is this is one of the trendiest mini golf places I've ever seen. They have such witty names as Baby he's got pack for the pac-man golf uh, tea smells like tea spirit that's that's a that's an interesting one. Yet again, Kurt Cobain spinning in his grave. <laughs> <laughs> there's one hole. I, I looked at some pictures. One of the holes that you you like. It's in a bathroom, and there's one on top of a pool table. So they've kind of incorporated a bar club into the mini golf. There's even one with a. That
1: one's called the Oh and S. Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs> exactly. I it's a trip. There's tripping hazards everywhere. There's <laughs> one that's <laughs> a. The golf course has got a a donkey, and on the behind of the donkey is the face of Donald Trump. <laughs> that's the. the
2: Asshole!
3: Oh, stop it. It's the greatest hole on the coast. Nobody does a hole better than this one.
2: I mean, alcohol and mini golf, it's a new mixture, isn't it? Mm. But I go back to the glory days, which have actually just come to an end out at Ermington. Oh, right? yes. Really Australia's last uh, traditional mini golf facility has yes. been ripped apart. And it was part of my rugby league tradition in mm. what were the days where the Sydney Tigers played out at Parramatta Park mm. in 1995 and 1996, which I, of course, refer to as the Dark Ages. <laughs> yeah. And so I'd uh, head out along Victoria Road, see the Tigers get touched up by teams like the Southeast Queensland Crushers, if anyone can remember them, mm. and then tail between the legs, come back and at least take some refuge at Ermington to play a bit of mini golf, yeah, right. recalibrate Maybe go across the road to KFC and uh, really, you know, find that Zen moment that you needed because, you know, rugby league is full of disappointment and mini golf can get you back.
1: The lady at the cafeteria there. So I still actually have, because when you go there, you can buy tickets for, you know, all three courses. And if you only do one, you get to come back later, which may be why they were losing money. But um, uh, I still have my ticket for like my journey to go back that I never got to. The lady at the cafeteria there made the best hot chockey. I have ever had in my life. And I can see why that was a place of zen for you, Chris.
2: (laughs) And and didn't you feel it was like something like Stargate, the last hole, the 18th, when you'd putt and it would always be up on that raised platform and instead of it just sitting in the cupboard, it would go down some vacuum tube into Mm. another dimension? And I was always thinking, how could I you know, change that uh, interdimensional warp and get that ball into my possession, I never succeed.
1: Every time I went there in my head, I became a physicist. <laughs> and I'm looking at stuff and the lines are matching up and it's like, okay, so we've got this axis and, mm. you know, everything. And then I would go to hit the ball and my, my body would just completely betray me and it would like <laughs> it would go backwards or something. And it's like, ah, oh, I will never be Einstein.
3: Well, I like, I like this modern take on the mini golf place because now the Newtown Jets fans, when they get touched up in games, can just go to the, the Sando and... Hit a couple balls it's around, a get New a town beer.
1: Jets fans don't need such frippery. Why?
2: Why is the outer west and the inner west swapping swapping roles? Is that yeah. how crazy modern society yeah, they is? They should really build a West Connect. But look, I, oh. I, 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 I actually go back to the days where traditional putt putt. Was orange borders, green surfaces, yeah, and it was all geometry. Very Sounds simple. like
1: the North of Ireland, right? Exactly.
2: There was no windmills or laughing hippopotami or anything like that. No tramp. And oh. part of our family tradition was to go to the Gold <laughs> Coast, you know, sit on the beach, play a bit of putt putt. I went back up there the other day, and you know what? There's what's there now? What the vomitron? <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're Ah Chris and Rose. We're filling in for Roy and HG here on Triple M on this fine Saturday morning. A.H. Chris and Rose. <laughs> Sorry. Every song. This is what I have to put up with on a Sunday night after the last round of uh, the footy. A.H. Uh, Chris and Rose from the back row. We're filling in for Roy and HG this Saturday. Quick shout-out to Phil from Blacksland, who just rang in. He runs Mini Putt for Hire, and that's Portable uh, Mini Golf. A, Ooh, re- wow. a, re- a reputable business. How good like
2: would it. that be? Yeah. yeah. Putt-putt in the backyard. Yeah.
1: A reputable business, unlike some, Chris. <laughs> So if the Game 2 loss wasn't hard enough for the ego of all of us here in New South Wales, New South Welshmen, New mm-hmm. South Welsh women, mm-hmm. our boys are now putting their faith in faith healers. I mean, I can understand there might be some suspicion of doctors after the whole Asada Sharky Boys situation, but how do we feel about this, Chris?
2: Now, A.H., I never wanted to describe you as narrow-minded, but A.H., (laughs) you're narrow-minded. The New South Wales Blues are leaving no stone unturned in relation to, and I think no crystal unturned. No crystal, yeah, rose quartz. (laughs) In order to try and uh, fix Boyd Cordner's calf and all the other injuries that they're carrying by uh, turning to not a faith healer, but someone who deals with electrical energy. Right, now, this has come courtesy of Wayne Junior Pierce and uh, Wayne Junior Pierce, lateral thinker, first guy who worked out that if you took the skin off the barbecue chicken, you wouldn't get uh, overweight. <laughs> what brought horses? <laughs> brought horses into Origin, and who can forget when he took uh, the on a bonding exercise? Instead of going to the pub, he took them horse riding. Robbie Kearns <laughs> and Brad Clyde both fell off their horses and took no further part in the Origin series, mind you. <laughs> (laughs) But Wayne found a, of course, it would be in Balmain, a Balmain (laughs) energy healer who fixed his dodgy back. (laughs) And so Boyd has now consulted with Kevin Niv or Mia Farrow. I'm not quite sure what the full (laughs) name of the gentleman is. And he's treating the electrical blockage in Boyd's calf.
1: Right. Puts his hands over Should he just wear Doc Martens? It's grounding. What does that mean? It grounds the current. What is
3: he doing to his
2: knee? Well, he's healing, Rose. And it's a tough week for blockages in uh, origin parlance because we know that, Joey Johns hates the rubbish block plays they ran in the back of Origin 2. Right. Uh, all those blockers taking Jared Hayne capriciously off the ball. Now you've got to get rid, uh, rid of blockages and legs. <laughs> this guy is trained in everything. Right. You know, Tantric this... Quijong, that. I think Roy and HD are probably picking up some of his instruction it's manuals. It
1: books for him over in China, yeah. yeah. And
2: it hasn't stopped here. So they've got the guy who comes in and puts the hands over the injury. Okay. They've got Teddy Tedesco's- just,
1: like a physio?
2: <laughs> Teddy Tedesco's Magic Massage Man, which sort of sounds like a sequel to Magic Mike, doesn't yeah, it? it does. <laughs> and he comes in and dis- does the deep tissue rubbing, mm-hmm. you know, on okay. the affected area. Speaking <laughs>
1: my language.
2: And they've even got themselves a cryo-sauna out at uh, the Kingscliff right. Regime, which is you go in and it drops your body temperature to minus 150 degrees Celsius instantly. So
1: a cryosona is literally the opposite of a sauna.
2: Exactly. Right. However, it's some confusion for some of the other residents at the Kingscliff Resort. Mm-hmm. It looks like a bit of a horse flight thing. They think it's a sauna. They head out the back and suddenly they're freezing. <laughs> <laughs> Is there comment is there like talking to you
3: when you're in the cryo sauna? Is there something letting you know you're gonna win game three? You're yeah. gonna win game three. And I'll tell you what, I'm skeptical of all these guys. Until they can fix a super spinatus, so I'm not convinced yeah. at all.
1: <laughs> but, but we you, gotta get him out of ICAC <laughs> at some point.
2: But you need to be careful because as you can see in today's telegraph, Dean Bulldog Richie was in the cryo-sauna. and imagine being an unsuspecting guest walking in on that. That's Origin <laughs> Panic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. We're AH, Chris and Rose, and we're filling in for Roy and HG on this fine Saturday morning. But normally, you can hear us on uh, Sunday nights after the last round of the game. Chris Gale, who did you just rope into the studio?
2: We are beyond thrilled to have Wendell Saylor in the studio. morning, Wendell. Hey, guys. Great to be here. Uh, how's,
0: oh, wow. How's, yeah. how's
2: the Australian aeroplane system treating you right now? <laughs> oh, mate, not really good, but I'm not going to
0: win, you know. There's, there's people doing the tough out there, but uh, it's good to be here.
2: We're grabbing you for one quick question. Yes. Out at the Rooster South game last night, I saw some Lions fans who clearly couldn't get tickets for Game 3, All Blacks versus Lions. They certainly went up seeing the Reds shade the Brumbies sixteen fifteen in the fog at Suncorp Stadium. Yeah. Went, what's wrong with rugby union? Everything.
0: No, yeah, we're just we're just playing a terrible style of rugby union, you know. And this, you can see why the way the Reds play, the Brumbies obviously, and the Wallabies. You know, even Scotland beat us just recently. <laughs> so <laughs> I know we're going bad when Phil War. Um, jumps on a plane and goes to watch the All Blacks uh, play the Lions. <laughs> so, uh, things aren't good at the moment. But one shining light, I think, for the Wallabies is Carmichael Hunt is starting to play some really good rugby. Yeah,
2: that's an untold story, really. I yeah. mean, to be a triple uh, code player yeah. and be effective in AFL, which maybe Israel wasn't, yeah. it's a great story.
0: Yeah, look, I think Lottie Tequiri, I think he's a triple international. But uh, Carmichael's done very well. But, geez, we just we just got no confidence in what we're doing at the Wallabies.
1: Wendell, of course, thank you so much for jumping in and you're going to be covering uh, all the Saturday footy right after this. Looking forward to it.
0: Queensland. And then
1: right back on a plane. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs)
0: Leaving on a jet plane, can't wait.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This is Triple M Sydney.
3: Yeah. Rock and roll.
1: <laughs> Roy and HG have been away uh, today. They're going to be away next week as well. And so we, AH, Chris and Rose, uh, have been filling in for them, we will be filling in for them. We host a show, yeah, called The Back Row. It's on Sunday night, so you can hear us tomorrow night at 6pm, sort of after the 4pm game, when that ends. Um, boys, any quick farewells to make?
2: It's all about origin. AH, can't wait. <laughs> Me, I'm just excited that Wendell Saylor was just in the That's studio. I'm <laughs> excited. All
3: Thanks right. to Wendell.
1: Up next, Triple M rocks the footy with Saturday NRL.